Welcome to the Debonair Film Hour. Get your cigars and brandy and tune in for a host of conversations of films and why they're artful. So new to Blu-ray on this month, we saw, what was it, Venom, starring Tom Hardy as Eddie Brock. Who else was in that? I don't know. Michelle Williams and... Michelle Williams was the, what, ex-partner in... uh, Manchester by, by the, the sea. sea, yeah, and also the ex partner in this one. She she's really good at playing jilted ex fiancés and wives. Oh, just like bitter ex part ex wives or. Well, something. also you got to look from her perspective. I mean, like Eddie Brock in this film kind of fucks her over, and then Manchester yeah. by the Sea, she totally gets fucked over in that one. Okay, so the theme is a girl that gets fucked over that breaks it with some guy who's kind of a dick. Yep, that's Michelle Williams' arch- acting archetype in a nutshell. I'd say. She's typecast as that. <laughs> yeah, besides the point. So, like, uh, the the film follows Eddie Brock, who's kind of a millennial investigative reporter who probably posts all his shit on he YouTube. He acts, like, 10 or 20 years younger than he actually is, so, which is really weird. Tom Hardy in real life is, what, in his 40s, right? Must be. Yeah. And he plays someone who probably would, like, he plays a character that he is, like... an act like Jonah Hill or something. Yeah, like, he, he's he's 41, but he's playing, like, a 23-year-old investigative reporter. Like a dumb millennial look. Yeah, and, and he, and his, I mean, like, for me, Tom Hardy was great when Venom was involved. When it was him and Venom, it was great. I loved it. But whenever Tom Hardy was just acting as, Ed, uh, uh, Tom Hardy was just acting as Eddie Brock, the character, he, he kind of was, like, schizophrenic really in a way. understood, like how to be a journalist he he didn't understand how to be a journalist or how to be, actually like just behave as a human being he just fluctuated his voice delivery was completely inconsistent oh i'm looking at the wikipedia page and critics have lambasted it for its inconsistent tone and i think i'm in the same camp you how those pistachios very good very good pistachios yeah <laughs> but like this became the fifth high, highest grossing film in 2018 and my question is, how? And I think one of the big reasons why, and this is one of the big uh, things That's that I trailer. noticed, is it was PG-13, right? Yeah. So, so it was rated for, like, almost anyone could see this, but I, I really <clears> think <throat> that this movie deserved kind of like an R rating, right? It would have been really interesting if they... Why would you get an R rating? Well, I mean, if you look at all the subject matter, like people's heads getting cut off, and, like, apparently they cut a bunch out of the film that was a little risque, so... And apparently yeah, those that's were probably why they did so they can get a PG thirteen. It, w- it wasn't that intense. It was a pretty, pretty stock action. But there is like there were there was ways for it to be like kind of the way Deadpool did gore, where it was just like kind of overly dramatic. And people, people thought that an R rated movie, action movie was is, is just a really really bad it was very idea. Very stilted. There was no parts that really messed up at all. It wasn't very violent. This one it was more like the subject matter of like. Oh, I'm a parasitic monster. I'm gonna eat you. <laughs> well, we never there was really a lot saw of... anyone get eaten, though. But wouldn't it be great if you did? Yeah, but I think they wanted it for like just like kids mm. and like dads that are like, oh fuck, I guess I'll have to see this. Yeah. Well, at least Tom Hardy's in it. Yeah, I mean, the, the I think Venom. I haven't actually read any of the comics of Venom. I I don't really know much about it. it's. It's. You're not a comic book guy. You're not a comic book guy. I'm not. You're not. I I mean I've, I I know a little bit about the X Men, but I don't know really X-Men shit all about good. Venom. 
But I know he's kind of like the dark horse of the the Marvel kind of universe, right? I he's thought kinda, he was the villain. Way. They're trying to like make him the hero in this. I, I uh, Venom has always been kind of like an anti-hero. That's that's how I kind of understood his character in the comic books. Like he was, he's kind of had the he's he's a dark character, but he fights for the forces of good, and that's kind of what happens at the end of the film. He can eat people, but mm. only if they're evil, right? That's the way the yeah, logic works was on this very one. Very forced in the in the script. There's so many unnecessary scenes. Like when he goes to the convenience store, yeah, or like the homeless lady he talks to, yeah, or the security guard. There's like there's so many scenes that just are I think not the first needed act, at all. Yeah, it was totally bogged down by just these odd scenes where he's interacting with everyday folk in his Tom Hardy slash Eddie Brock schizophrenic they delivery. Could have just like did done some rewrites and just and begined it with like him breaking in the facility or like yeah, you know, mm. I don't know what the call to adventure would have been i mean i didn't really get any of the motivations behind venom because venom all of a sudden made this like switched halfway through the movie where he was all of a sudden going to fight his like evil brother i guess or like evil team yeah, leader really made sense made zero sense on that one like maybe we missed something during the movie but like in the so. moment didn't really see it so there's like a lot of inconsistencies with the with the plot and I th- I thought that also you know, the villain sucked. Who was the villain? No one even knows. No one even knows. He's who like that a guy Aziz Ansari's brother or something. <laughs> like he just was not like you want a villain that's like physically or like emotionally intimidating. Oh, Riz Ahmed. Yeah. Okay. He won an Emmy. Okay, so he's a good actor, but he looks like a little bitch. Like he <laughs> should not be the fucking villain. Like he's not intimidating. And mm. he's got these little, like, you know, little baby versions of uh, Vin Diesel that he orders around, like that bald security guard. Yeah. But it's like nothing about him was like, oh, like, this is a villain. Like, I'm intimidated. Or like, oh, this guy's like, you know, evil. I think you're supposed to be intimidated by his, like, just the things that are around him. He's the boss of this huge multinational no, that's corporation. that's all the set pieces. Yeah, and, and, and I guess you're supposed like, to be intimidated by that. But, like, even in every superhero movie, don't you have, like, that famous villain and the famous main... You yeah, know? you're supposed to. Yeah. Like, I think Carnage would have been... Like, Carnage was pl- plugged at the end of this film in the post-credit the end, sequence. But the villain in this one was, like, this little fucking hamster guy <laughs> who's not intimidating at all. It was, like a, just... it was like a combination between, like, Elon Musk and Indian guy and Mark Zuckerberg and, like, really... No, familiar. not even Elon Musk. Probably just, like, I don't know. Well, they had this. They had this whole thing where he's like launching shit into space. I was like, okay, so like he's like yeah. this industrialist who launches shit into space. Yeah, it was weak. It, it was, was very it was, weak. His character was super weak. His motivation was he's just a tepid, vanilla, he, well, like boring character. He wants to like join humans and symbiotes <clears throat> desperately, but you don't really understand why. And then the motivation for that comes None through. Of the as, character motivations are really clear in this at all. Absolutely not. And like, why would and and we all know that like Eddie Brock is a is married to the truth as we as we discovered through this film, but he kind of like fucks everything up really 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 seriously in the first first act, in a, in such a dumb way that it's it's very very hard to believe that anyone would ever do that. Yeah, like I don't see anyone doing such a especially if you're a trained journalist, you do not illegally obtain material, and then go after it. Without, well, that's what like, I was saying is like there's the whole like fruit of the poison tree thing yeah. for lawyers, but pretty sure journalists have other ethics where like you can't illegally obtain stuff to use in your story. I mean, like there's films where they do do that and they mm. skirt the lines. Mm-hmm. 
but he didn't even really have that much to go on where it's like oh i have this whole story i just need this one piece of evidence mm-hmm. or even found out about it either he just he literally like saw a notification on his girlfriend's or his fiance's laptop and it's just like oh this is but great it, where he heard the stories that the organization was corrupt too was mm-hmm. kind of not there yeah, and even they had a cold open or something where they killed one of the, these journalists, or they, ooh, you know, that would have been something where you know it showed how dangerous the corporation was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the only thing like Riz has met, like he just kind of seems like a like a sociopathic industrialist, and I guess but he didn't seem like that at all because he was well, such he's a like bitch. sacrificing people. Yeah, but he, like, there was no conviction in in what he was doing at all. Yeah, he just didn't like the he's, fact that he was this tiny guy. No, like, I just think his acting wasn't good. He just he didn't come across as like someone who was a villain or someone who was like powerful. He wasn't he's like a guy that he looked like a guy who would work <clears throat> at Starbucks. He's like the manager of Starbucks. <laughs> That's about the the power and the conviction that I got from that guy. Okay, so the manager of Starbucks joins with an alien symbiote, right? And like has to take out Eddie Brock. But like, what did you think about the directing? Because I thought it was very ham-fisted. It was just blue. The, the cinematography, the direction, I don't know. I mean, there wasn't really much there in the story. There was some interesting fight scenes. There was a lot of blue. The guy a lot loves of blue. blue. We noticed that there was... You to play that Blue Man Group song. Mm-hmm. I'm blue, da-ba-dee-ba-da-dub. <laughs> like, that should be the soundtrack to this movie. But it was, like, unnecessarily blue. Like there were scenes, and also there were scenes where like the drones they they're exploding, and it's like the cars were on fire. fire, but it's like blue fire, like Wait. some sort of Harry Potter like blue fire. Yeah, that's right. It looked like a Harry Potter, of, fi- yeah, it looked like a Harry fire. Potter fight scene. And he got like one of the crew members tonight. He's like, I love blue. <laughs> Put some more fucking blue in this film. Well, it turns out the cinematographer is colorblind and only can see in blue. You know that that would make a lot of sense. Oh, because I thought, was... I thought you were saying that for real. No, 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 no. I believe it. you. I was like, oh, no, that, <laughs> that makes sense. We have a blind cinematographer. Well, because it's very progressive, right? That's why people would do we it. You got to include. You can be a blind cinematographer nowadays. Yeah, exactly. If you cause a fuss. So yeah, so this film was filmed in San Francisco, Atlanta, <clears throat> New York City, and it was based off of a comic miniseries called The Planet of the Symbiotes. But I don't see any sort of like. It seemed to me like this. This was written by three different people. You got Jeff Pinker, yeah, so Scott one of them Rosenberg, suffered from CTE. And then Kelly Marshall, and and you think they all have CTE? One of them has CTE <laughs> for sure. I don't know about all three. Like probably like there's like one guy who actually knows story, and then he had to like deal with the other two who are just like. Or there's one guy who's just a dick that no mm. one liked, and he was just forced into the project. <laughs> I don't know. There was just a lot of weird competing elements in that. Yeah. And some of the dialogue just made no sense. I mean, to what me- was the one like cut sh- cut shot where it's just like, oh, let her speak. Shh. Yeah, like I mean that, that moment that was really dumb. That that seemed like it was written it was like, by like there was like studio some progressive notes or studio notes. Yeah. yeah, where like they had this young like female character trying to say something, and all of them cut her off. Like they would cut her off. Like this doesn't make sense. And it was, just cuts right to like a close up of him. Like let her speak. Let her speak. Yeah, I mean like that's that was an ex- that scene was an example of like the ham fisted direction of Ruben Fleischer who was of Zombieland and like uh, Zombieland was good though. Zombieland was great. I really like Zombieland, but I think what Zombieland had was only one screenwriter. <laughs> you they know what I mean? One screenwriter. Let's yeah. let's see how many screenwriters there were on Zombieland. Just just as a just as a, a little bit of an experiment, 
Okay, so he directed 30 Minutes or Less, Zombieland, and Gangster Squad, which I have no idea. I heard Gangster Squad was shit. Okay, Zombieland had two writers. Okay. So it seems the less writers you have, the better your movie. Venom had 17 writers. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, this mo- this film made fucking like $800 million dollars. and $50 million worldwide. Tom Hardy is? They just saw Tim- they see Tom Hardy and they're like, oh, yep, it looks good. I mean, I don't know anyone who doesn't like Tom Hardy. Like, he's a great actor. But I thought I think that they they got Tom Hardy because this one he had he was all over the place with his map. You had a bit of yeah. Uh, so at one point he sounded like Jonah Hill. Yeah, you latched onto that Jonah. Like I, and at I, one point he sounded like Mad Max. Yeah, and then you know, he also just, made a lot of weird noises that you couldn't really yeah identify. I think they just wanted him like freaking out as Venom, like turning in and out of venom that's why they cast him yeah i mean that's why i would cast tom hardy because he's really good at flipping that switch you saw in bronson you know he was able to there's a couple scenes where like he's got one half of his face painted in the other and he's playing like a guy and a girl and they're having well, maybe a, that's why i got Ven- venom is they saw him in bronson i think that could be it and they're just like that's my venom and then they totally ruined it by making him some millennial Stupid like youtube reporter fucking, yeah like I, I don't get i don't get why the reporter like why they made him a, a a reporter? I really don't understand. Isn't that the original material? Is he's a reporter? No, I think in the original material he's like an he's like an escape convict or something. And oh, like, well, that would be much, much more better. Death. Yeah, there's much more. Like Tom Hardy is Are like they trying an escape to like whitewash convict? Venom to make him like more sympathetic or something. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Well, he goes from like a convict to like this like white collar journalist. Like, why would they make that choice? Mm-hmm. As a to get the PG thirteen rating? Yeah, and to make him more. Identify relatable, and you know you don't want your main well, character like, being a, a bunch con. of families. We're like, fuck. There's nothing to see. I guess we have to see Venom because we have kids, and so that's you know they all like a bunch of families went to see this movie. Mm-hmm. It'd be funny if like it wasn't PG-13. They would like make like half as much money or something. Like, yeah, it was, like I a very specific yeah. rating that they needed. Well, you definitely want to... Like 14A, it just makes no money. <laughs> that'd be brutal. Well, that would be like a true sign of his... Oh, fucked up movie. But like the cinematographer, Matthew Labiki, he worked on fucking Life of Pi or Pi. Oh, that's not Life of Pi. No, oh, uh, Darren Aronofsky. Yeah. Okay, so he works with Darren Aronofsky a lot. Okay, okay, okay. That's that's That's... That's good. I mean, Darren Aronofsky is one of the best directors, but this guy is just got a super hard on for the color blue that really took us out of the like film. Way too much. And isn't Venom supposed to be black? Like, isn't it black? You know, like yeah, the color for this film or like evil. Yeah, blue isn't very evil. No, blue is kind of like like knowledge, calm. You know, like sad, morose. Like there's yeah. a, there's a lot of ways you can use the color blue, like wisdom, knowledge. But they definitely used blue incorrectly here, and they used way too much of it. I know we're kind of nitpicking. Explosion, like you can't have a fucking fiery explosion be blue, just blue. That makes no sense. Yeah, it's really dumb. Okay, so, so guys, this movie is not very good. No, I'd give it maybe a six out of ten, based on I like the scenes with. Uh, it's pretty generous. Venom. Six out of ten. Yeah, no, I like the scenes with Tom Hardy and and Venom, and I also like Dan. Five, five out of ten. Five out of ten. Yeah, five out of ten. All right, five out of ten. There it is. I think they should just like 
take all the scenes of Tom Hardy freaking out and just yeah. make a compilation of that. Yeah. And then that can just be a you just watch that. I think that's what every deep down that's what everybody wanted to see. Yeah, because that's all you really need to see. That's Those all, parts are kind of funny, but I mean, they probably would have made a mil, a billion dollars if they just had the supercut, like thirty minutes supercut, thirty minutes supercut <laughs> in theaters. No, and, I don't think people want to pay fifteen dollars to yeah. see that shit. Fucking like I'm looking at the I'm looking at this and they're 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 gonna make another one, most likely because they've already plugged the Venom versus Carnage, who's like in the comic books. Carnage is kind of Venom's main villain, and so we're gonna get more of this. Hopefully they learn the lessons of the first one, which mm. is take time with the script, learn, understand. Yeah, the write a good motivation. script. That's the first thing to do. Yeah, understand your character's motivations, and don't fucking <clears throat> start threads without closing them. Six out of ten. That was. The Debonair Film Hour. Until next time, I'll to say. Film food for the mind. That was KFC Radio 1's Debonair Film Hour.